Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things in pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Scott. Holy shit, I'm Jake. And we're watching Disney's Mighty Ducks, the animated series. Episode 5, fill in the blank. Okay, now you're talking too loud. I'm excited about Episode 5 of the Mighty Ducks, the animated series, fill in the blank. Yeah, but you're peaking a lot. Yeah, but that's not my problem. I don't have to listen to this. (laughs) You're an ass. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is in fact fill in the blank. Um... It's a very Phil-heavy episode. but not... Which is exactly what we've been asking for for the past four weeks. He doesn't spend the whole time just slamming hot dogs or whatever like you'd expect. I don't think he eats at all in this. Yeah. He is a dum-dum. Yes. And I don't like him, but it could have been way worse. He didn't sexually uh, assault any women. That's true. <laughs> which is a step up from when he saw that one sexy duck. Yeah, he didn't physically sexually assault her, did he? No, nah, but he oh, he said out loud, I want to exploit you, which I know meant for monetary gain, but also probably for, you know, sex stuff. I mean, there's a everyone has their type, and sometimes <laughs> it's anthropomorphic ducks. I mean, and same, good for right? those Good for those people for knowing what they like. Is If you're into ducks, are you still a furry? You're a feathery? That's harder to say. Yes. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No, there's too many syllables. Uh, furry's like an all-encompassing term, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Because they got dragons. You would know Dragons better. ain't got no fur. You would know better than me. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because you, uh, you're more woke than me. Ah, well. That's all. What'd you think I was implying? I don't know. What secrets have I unearthed? Shut up. And also stay out of my bedroom. <laughs> um... <laughs> walking closets packed to the gills with mascot costumes and this guy was a mascot <laughs> one of these is just a soccer ball what's up with that why man? are these so wet <laughs> gotta keep them in wet storage <laughs> can't let them dry out or get all crunchy <laughs> yeah you took it there um i meant because you <laughs> rinsed them off <laughs> you were keeping them clean yeah Turns out they're made of newt skin. It's the best skin you can use for furry costumes. It's probably soft. Probably. Just got to keep it wet. Anyway, <laughs> it's full in the blank. Um, we open up on burger on a stick. Which, according to the sign, is just a regular hamburger with a stick shoved through the center. Right. It's kind of like an exaggerated Dagwood. A big sandwich with an olive stuck in the top like you've never seen. Right. Uh, and that's life? just with a toothpick. So I don't yeah. think that toothpick goes all the way through the sandwich, but also I don't yeah. know for sure. I mean, club sandwiches it does, but then a club sandwich is only like two slices of bread and a little bit in the middle. A Dagwood's I got... Think, I think a club sandwich has three slices of bread. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, yeah. It's so not stacked like a Dagwood. It's an appropriate size for a yeah. toothbrush. Or toothbrush? Yep. Like, like I said, I don't know how far the toothpick goes down into a Dagwood traditionally. That's something I should really look into. Probably Seems like a thing I should know. Just the the you know just the upper crust. It doesn't make it all the way down to the mantle of the sandwich. Because it does look like a sandwich that like the slightest jostle and it would just slip and slide over. Yeah, like, there's too much meat. Yeah, there's too many things in a dagwood. I mean, I'd love to eat a dagwood once, but I don't. I guess I don't need a whole raw fish on a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you got to learn how to unhinge your jaw first. Yeah, get that whole bitch in there. <laughs> But so this burger, on, this abandoned burger on a stick restaurant, I guess, is where the dragons are hiding out this episode? Saurians, I believe they're called. Saurians, yeah, they say it a lot so in this I episode. I don't think they're dragons. I guess they are dinosaurs, even though they look like dragons. Is that what saurian means? I mean, dinosaur has the word saurian. You're right. So I think so. I mean, it could go either way, because I don't know what the hell siege is. 
Wait. It's like a little troll man. Are you telling me dragons and dinosaurs aren't the same thing? <laughs> I am, in fact, saying that. Even Disregard what Power Rangers taught us. Uh, is it because dragons are mammals? It's like how fish <laughs> fish and whales aren't the same thing? Um, No. <laughs> I don't think so. I like asking you questions that make you uh, really think about Just your question life. my whole existence yeah. and choices that led <laughs> like, up to this. Um, Could have made friends with anyone. <laughs> Damn you, thirteen-year-old Sky! Poor choices all around. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess they. But also, they've hidden their ship here, and his name is Lord Dragonus, so he's definitely a dragon. Yeah, but he's Lord Dragonus the Saurian, leader of Soria. I guess so. Let's just stick with dragon because it makes sense. Yeah, he does like sm- breathe fire. Right? They do seem to. Well, and one of them's a chameleon, which is a lizard. Right, which is a whole other thing. Well, and I, I mean, I guess. A dinosaur is a thunder lizard. Well, that's the literal translation, but they were reptiles. Is dr- which is lizard? a dragon a lizard? Yes. It's hard to taxonomize a thing that doesn't exist. Is a crocodile a lizard? A crocodile is a dragon for sure. It just doesn't have wings. Right. Did you see that giant crocodile this week? I uh, did not. It's like the size of a building. I'll have to find <laughs> it. It's just walking around. Yeah. It I got hurricaned have. on, so it came out to see what was going on. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So I don't know how they got their spaceship into this tiny little area, because it's not a big plot. Yeah. And I don't know how big their ship is, but it's bigger than this. It was a mountain that one time. Maybe they're underground? I, it doesn't make sense, and don't it, worry about it. I don't think it. that they it don't. matters, yeah. Uh, but inside, Dragonus is pissed, and he smashes one of his robots, and Chameleon, Chameleon tells him to chill out, and for a moment, Dragonus is breathing smoke out of his mouth, and it looked like the hippie that Chameleon took the form of was smoking pots. So, Chameleon does the thing that the genie does in Aladdin, where he makes all these, like, pop culture references. Right. Uh, but he, how does he, like, how does he know what a hippie is? He was curly from the Three Stooges in the last episode. Like, where is he getting this information? Is he just taking it all in since they've been on Earth? Well, perhaps... Puckworld and the Saurian planet are within the radio broadcast range of, of Earth. That's the easiest. So uh, it took however long, what, 50 years-ish for those broadcasts to reach Soria. Which is why all of these references are so dated and we don't get all of them. That's right. <laughs> that would also explain why the ducks fit in so quickly and so easily yes. on Earth. Because they don't, well, they didn't know Earth existed. Because we established that once they land. Right. But maybe <laughs> Puckworld is a little further away. Oh, than the dragon planet? Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't think about it. Okay, now... They didn't. Now explain how the genie knows who Jack Nicholas is. Because he's magic. Oh, okay. I meant Jack Nicholson, also. <laughs> is Jack Nicholas a person? Why, well, yes. He's okay. a golfer. Oh. I believe you. So, uh, but Dragonus shakes Chameleon until... You know, Candy comes out, and then Wrath, the dra- the wizard dragon, pops in. He's like, oh, I see you're busy, because he doesn't want to piss Draganis off. Because um, Draganis' whole thing is he wants more crystals that'll power his ship. I guess the crystals are the fuel for the ship, which is a thing maybe yes. we've established. I think so, because Grin punched apart a crystal thing yeah. not too long ago, but I th- don't know if that was the ship or if it was just the 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 machine shop. I don't know. It's hard to tell what base they're in and how many bases they have. Yeah. If only somebody did a podcast that could tell us what was going on. I'll search for one later. 
We need help. Um, but uh, Siege has an idea about instead of finding crystals, we'll just steal something from the Earthlings. And he puts in a weird microchip flash drive and he shows everyone a photograph of uh, a rocket ship. Is that what's just on that ship? Is a picture of that rocket? Seems like it. Um, as just a big ship that has a, a neat acronym of Mammoth. That'll come up later. And their their plan is so goddamn convoluted. Yeah. Instead of just go take the engines from that thing. And just weld them to your ship. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> also, why do they need the ship? They can clearly teleport back to Puck World. They did it. Yeah, and the, like their friends are on Puck World. Right, they can bring them here. They're occupying that planet. What is your goal, Draganis? I don't know. Do the Mighty Ducks ever think about how their friends are being enslaved and dying while they're here playing hockey? No, because they have hockey to play. The universal sport. I guess they got what they wanted. (laughs) Back home, they were like, if we get rid of these dragons, we can play hockey again. That's true. They just found a different planet to play hockey on. Yeah. Six of them. So, uh, Wrath has a plan. More or less, and uh, we cut over to the hockey rink where the Mighty Ducks are practicing. I don't think we see them play against a real team. Not this time. Um, Wildwing is giving orders while the other Ducks are, you know, playing and stuff. And we see Phil in the stadiums making deals on his cellular telephone. He is so far away from the Ducks. Yeah. You know where he could be doing this? Is his office. Also, he yells at them for being too loud. There's six of them in this giant thing playing hockey. Yeah. It's it's not that loud. That's hockey's not a very loud sport no. if the stadium is empty. There's a lot of, you know, ice skate sound and slaps. Yeah, I guess maybe there's a few it's a little echoey probably. Absolutely. But... And chilly. I bet it's chilly. Yeah. But yeah, there's no reason he would be like, it's too loud in here. So he storms outside though, uh, into his car. Um to make phone calls even so he doesn't have an office in this building i guess not couldn't do it in the lobby but then wrath teleports into the back seat and spooks phil half to death which i thought he was gonna have a heart attack (laughs) he is a big man he's very fat yeah uh phil offers to be the saurians manager because he's that guy he's a sleazeball right and then wrath summons the power of the ancient saurians so i have a question about that does he have a direct link home through himself or something he must because there's no ancient saurians here i don't think probably not unless they're the dinosaurs damn it i guess i just feel like his power shouldn't work here unless he brought a bunch of like corpses with him to draw power from which would be neat like narratively but he puts uh phil under a, a hypnosis spell and gives him a code word of roast duck, which will trigger his uh, his fugue state. Yeah. In yeah. which he can be given orders and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Rath also puts in a, a chip in Phil's pocket so that he can listen in. And I guess also track him. He specifically calls it a bugging device. Yes, and he only specifies that he'll be able to hear everything. Yeah. Which is what a bugging device does. Yeah. And then he also... But in 20 minutes, ask us about that <laughs> bugging device. He also goes through Phil's day planner and changes some stuff. And I guess has Phil's handwriting. Because th- that's a major plot point. Well, he uses the magic, day planner. Sky. Sure. Why not? 
He has the power of the ancient Saurians to change a planner. Sure. We jump back in, and the ducks are setting up a play that they don't pull off, but don't worry, that doesn't come back up. Phil wanders back in and falls asleep in the stadium. He doesn't remember that he left when he gets up eventually. And the ducks pull or try this thing where they just hit it too hard and it ricochets off everything in the stadium and lands next to Phil. Yeah, I guess they're going to try and bounce it off all the shit and get it into the goal. Yeah. But it doesn't work because Tanya's calculations are off. Or, I mean... Phil, or not Phil, Grin hit it too hard. Yeah, or just like... Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of variables variables in... in, You got to hit that thing exactly right. Yeah, physics and geometry are difficult uh, when you're just hitting a a thing with a stick. Also, there's got to... I mean, the gravity's probably different on Puck World than here, at least a, a little bit, so... And the Earth Pucks are slightly lighter or heavier. Right. They're, um, uh, they're hollow on Puck World because they're made of duck bones. <laughs> it's just a circle cut out of a duck bone. Do you think these ducks have hollow bones? I don't think so. They fall down a lot. And, and they, they don't, they don't fly. much. Yeah. I think we covered that before. <laughs> Probably ask again next week. Yeah, that's fair. So Phil wakes up and he sees a puck next to him. And the ducks are like, hey, are you okay? And Phil makes up that he got hurt. Even though he doesn't feel any pain or any bumps or anything. Yeah, I don't quite understand what's happening here. He's trying to emotionally manipulate the ducks into doing the things he says. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Because hmm. the only reason they go out on his publicity thing is because they're trying to make it up to him for hitting him with the thing. All of these Puck. things that he's getting them to do, uh, they're not making money off of any of this. I guess people are going to come see them play hockey. I guess. Or maybe they are. I don't really know. Maybe just Phil was given a sack of cash for this. That could be. Phil's first thing on the on the agenda is to be on a sports blooper show or something. It's an extreme sports show. Yeah. Although the host looks very evil. Yeah. He looks like a Frankenstein's monster, but yeah. pale. Um, like a Frankenstein's Dracula. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. So they, like the scene cuts and we're on top of a mountain. Um, three of the ducks are gonna rock climb down it. One of them's gonna hang glide off it, and the other two are gonna snowboard. Uh, wild? No, not wilding. Nosedive. We always, I especially, always confuse their names. They have it's because they're brothers. T- brothers and their two word names, and they're very <laughs> wildwing and nosedive are just too. They're hard. Sky. Yes, I, I can't. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I I know. I can't. Which do one it am either. I talking about? The Wildwing. This is Nosedive. Nosedive. Wildwing's the leader. Okay, so Nosedive is not wearing a jacket, and that's let's, let's just start me calling Wildwing brother, uh, gold ja- brother duck, goldface, bandaid nose. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't have a jacket. You're on top of a mountain. Everybody else is wearing a, probably gear that isn't giving them enough warmth, but also like they they got sleeves at least. Yeah. Nosedive only has a vest on. Well, not he, just a vest. He's got pants and a shirt, but he looks short cool, sleeves. But <laughs> he's also the only one who's excited to do this bullshit because the snor the snorestorm. Yep, a snowstorm uh, is bearing down on them. What kind of feet do you think they have? Webbed. You think they got regular duck feet? They're all wearing. I don't shoes. see why they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I would think so too. I just maybe they didn't pack winter gear. So they had to wear regular human stuff, and they just folded up their duck feet. They squinched them up. Yeah. So uh, they're talking about the storm, and then Phil gets a call on his cell phone from Grin asking, you up? 
or not Grin, uh, Rat, the <laughs> wizard. Wrath. There it yeah. is. And uh, Phil says, yeah, whatever. And uh, they he pushes them to continue on with the stupid stunts, saying that the, uh, the ducks come from a, a world of ice and snow, which is true. So they should be okay, I guess. And uh, evil Frankenstein's Dracula you know announces that they're gonna do the thing and then they do the thing and they got a race to the bottom is it a race is that's what's happening he says there's it's a race to the bottom yeah i don't okay. know because it's this is dumb why would the <laughs> some of these aren't inherently slower than the others like you can't rush a descent with a hang glider you'll die i don't even know how you would rush that other than like cutting a hole in the yeah in aiming the... it down so you fucking plummet and die is <laughs> i mean you'll win i guess I mean, obviously, the fastest one is always going to be snowboarding down, right? Probably. I I'm, I mean, rappelling down a mountain is probably a little faster because you're going in a straight line. Right, but I don't feel like you need to be carefuler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Wrath and the wizard are there. Wrath is the wizard. Wrath and Siege are there. And they're arguing about how they should cause an avalanche. Wrath wants to use mystic bolts, but Siege wants to use explosives. And they're arguing because will be found out it's like well if you kill them you won't need to worry about it and also magic seems like it wouldn't leave a residue so maybe use the magic but they use explosives anyway the fact that he refers to them as mystic bolts indicates that there are other bolts as well yeah like tantric bolts but you can't show that on a cartoon show like this nosedive sees the uh the oncoming avalanche and he is not strapped into that hang glider i don't know how he's doing he's just holding on um all the other ducks meet on a little plateau as the snow comes bearing down on them. And they have plenty of time to quip about it. Yeah, well, Mallory takes the time. Everybody else just stands there and waits politely for her to finish. She says, next time we're on TV, let's be on the Home Shopping Channel. Yeah, instead of the Extreme Sports Like, network. people haven't been killed on the Home Shopping Channel. <laughs> people have killed before, or for it, for sure. For sure. And then uh, Wildwing yells uh, evasive maneuvers. Yeah. Because this is the thing they've practiced for, I guess. Clearly. Grin and uh, Duck Orange swing to the side, and Grin punches apart an ice uh, snow boulder, and it hurts his hands. Because, of course, it does. They were part of the the repelling team. The other one was Mallory. She's also repelling. Uh, Tanya and Wildwing are the ones on snowboards. Tanya being a... The, you know, the resident smart, smart, but also a dum-dum uh, snowboards directly into the path of the avalanche and Wildwing has to save her. She's book smart, guys. She doesn't go outside. <laughs> that's fair. She does go outside for hockey, though. Well, that's different. It is different. She it's, doesn't go outside that's for... An in, that can also be an inside Yeah, I was going to say. They, they live in that stadium there. <laughs> Nosedive has noticed that uh, Wrath and Siege are there, so he, you know, tries to hit them with his glider, which is a real bad idea. Because he fucks the wing right up. Well, he's going to try and glide over the top and kick him in the head. Yeah, but that didn't work either. No. His shit gets messed up and then he falls. He snags a branch with his foot, which probably broke his ankle. Uh, or it should have, anyway. And then uh, Siege and uh, Wrath talk about... I can't remember their names real fast. Um, they talk about how the plan for stealing Mammoth is going swimmingly. I feel like at any point... Dragonus could have just teleported over there and taken it. Yeah, like... Also, what's Chameleon doing? Right, like, right now, while these ducks are busy, like, just go steal the engines you need. Yeah, stop dicking around and do the plan. I know this is the plan, but you're also dicking around a lot. 
the distract the ducks plan starts so much sooner than the steal the engine plan. <laughs> yeah, they got to be three capers deep before they start stealing the ship. Guess so. Uh, the branch snaps and uh, nosedive takes a nosedive. Oh, I I see why you fell. Waka down. waka. And he doesn't have a falling sound or a catchphrase like Goofy does, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, that one. But he does land in the snow, uh, so his bones don't shatter into gravel when he lands. Luckily, he doesn't have those hollow duck bones that are brittle as can be. Right. So we jump over to the space station where Chameleon has successfully en- like installed a joystick in the rocket ship, effectively taking it over, and instead of just taking it now they don't do that also why would you have to install a joystick for it to be controlled from the dragon's house by his joystick i don't know i don't understand any of this it's almost as though they didn't think this through that hard we cut back over to uh the duck lair and uh nosedive is on a, a medical table while everybody surrounds him saying is he is he okay and tanya says it depends on how he feels about several concussions, which is a pretty yeah. okay line. We, I had a good chuckle at that one. Uh, meanwhile, Phil is walking around next to Drake One, wondering how a whole mountain fell down, because uh, nobody saw the explosions, I guess. And he gets another phone call on a cellular telephone, and Wrath uh, says, Roast Duck, and tells him to continue on with uh, the, the day planner, because there's... Uh, a new address for a children's hospital or school opening or something. Yes, it's a children's fundraiser. Ah. I really hate Phil's uh, shoulder whole pads. thing. So. I hate his whole thing. Uh, yeah, he's got bad hair, and the whole shape of him is terrible. Yeah. And his voice and his attitude. Yeah. But Just mostly his shoulder pads bother me. T to B. Total, totally bad. Oh. I thought you meant tits to butt. I, I meant top to bottom. Oh. But, I mean... Those are all applicable. So the the awake ducks come upstairs. Uh, Tanya stays behind. The awake ducks. Yeah, everyone else is asleep or Tanya. That's what the show's called now is the awake ducks. <laughs> Here uh, come the awake ducks. Here to save the day. That almost works. It's a little clunky, but we could workshop it. I mean, this show is a little clunky. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Phil bursts into tears and begs the ducks to go on this thing yeah and, to care about the children uh and eventually wildwing reluctantly says yes for the whole group doesn't get any input and they just uh, go and do it so we get the whole uh stadium turns into a launch pad thing the the, the quinjet flips over and all everything arrow wing that's it's it. called the arrow wing <laughs> it, it's a I feel like it's extended. It like, felt like there was more it gauges is. and shit like, to see. Yeah, like these, these gauges, but they feel so like quintessentially 90s. Like it almost gives you a little flashback of a Saturday morning because they're it in. It felt like reboot. They're in, yeah, they're in the computer generated animation. And also they meant nothing because like one of them was a gauge with a needle that was just spinning. It was, it was... That means it's go time when it starts to spin. <laughs> That's not what gauges are for. That's not a gauge. That's a spinner. It was a timer where to show time. Where it lands, that's how you know whose chore it is to do. <laughs> I see. It's a chore wheel. So the ducks fly to a diner, and are like, are you sure you're... This doesn't seem like the right place. And Grin is assigned to go look at the, the, the day planner or figure out where they're supposed to be. Uh, also, the diner is a bar on the inside. Yeah, it's not a diner at all. Uh, but there's a bunch of burly men in there. Yeah. 
Like, it looks like a really uh, butch gay bar, honestly. <laughs> it is especially clean for what we're supposed to interpret as a right. real grungy and, bar. And very mustachy. <laughs> There's one man who's playing pool with his buddies, and he's dressed kind of like a Native American stereotype. I think so. And Phil goes over to talk to them for reasons I don't know. I think they're trying to find out where the school yes. is. Because this clearly isn't a school. Which they ask from the door, and then Phil's like, I'm going to go ask him over here, yeah. I guess. Also, I feel like you could probably just... You got the duck internet or whatever, just use that. How come this is the one piece of Earth trivia you don't know? <laughs> but Phil makes the, the guy with the, the pointy armbands and the offensive old uh, outfit... Um, miss his shot and he actually rips the felt on the table of the pool table which is a cardinal sin right but also pretty tough to do yeah not for that guy though well he's very strong yeah clearly and he uh wants to beat up phil and honestly yeah go for it yeah the duck should have let phil get a little roughed up yeah learn his place uh but then some dragon robots knock down the wall ceiling and other walls um and form ball guns with their hands he's really weird guns that their hands turn into circles with little nipples on them <laughs> boobs I hate you it. got boob guns yeah it's it's not great so the lasers start shooting and the ducks are like ah bummer this is some bad news guys i know they always seem so like upset about this but they always win and they always seem to have a good time it's true so uh duke pulls a sword wild wing shoots a puck into the chest of one of them and, the, you know, the fight scene ensues. And then we get a shot of Phil cowering under a pool table with the heavily muscled, uh, offensively uh, dressed man. And he's crying because he's scared of the robot dragons. I mean, I would is, be too. That's an acceptable thing yeah. to feel. They came in, they smashed down most of the walls and they're shooting laser guns. They're you were just trying to have tall. a drink at four in the afternoon or whatever. I don't know what time it is, but it feels like noon. The sun is up. Yeah. It's too early. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Mallory says the thing and then kicks a robot apart because that's her whole deal. She's very quippy in this episode. Yeah. She doesn't she, say much else, though. She kicks the robot into the jukebox and says, that's music to my ears. Ah, yeah. That's right. She tried to Fonzie it, but it didn't yeah. quite work out. Uh, meanwhile, Duck Orange uh, does a cool Jedi flip and completes the Jedi thing by cutting off one limb and the robot dragon just completely gives up. Boy, it's central processing unit is in that one arm. <laughs> Where the gun is. Yeah. And then the ceiling uh, continues to crumble in. And it smushes everybody but Grin and the robots. Grin comes in and takes care of the rest of the business. Um, but everybody else got crushed by debris. <laughs> and I assumed they were going to pop back up underneath uh, Wildwing's shield. Like they did the first time they got crushed by debris. I mean, I guess presumably they do off screen. Yeah. But uh, from there, we jump over to uh, uh, Duck Cave. Uh, Nosedive is mumbling mammoth uh, until he wakes up and yells, Wide awake! Which is funny. Which is how I wake up. (laughs) Terrifying your wife. Yeah. Spooking the dog and terrifying your wife. (laughs) Like you're the damn narrator. (laughs) He woke suddenly. (laughs) But uh, Nosedive immediately says, hey, he's going to steal a mammoth. And Tanya gives him guff because she immediately knows what a mammoth is. Uh, Nosedive has bandages around his head, but his hair is sticking out. So he looks like a weird puppy duck. <laughs> puppy duck. Sounds like a toy they tried in the 90s. Yeah. 
uh, luckily the TV was on and she's like, Mammoth, that doesn't make sense. Oh, wait, it's a rocket. Okay, yeah, actually, you know what? You're probably right. They do love trying to steal rockets. That's True. their whole deal. So she's like, I'll tell Wildwing and the rest of the ducks will come and then we won't be outnumbered as much. But Nosedive is like, nah, I still have a bit of a concussion. Let's just do it ourselves. No, that's not what go. he says. He says, shine it, girlfriend. <laughs> we can do this on our own. He does phrase it in that manner. <laughs> shine it. You know that, you remember saying that when you were a kid? You didn't grow up on Puck World, Sky. Don't, don't poo-poo other people's <laughs> cultures. <laughs> I'm sorry. Grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Not in Anaheim. Yeah. Or hipped. on Puck World. <laughs> I suppose I've never been hip to the lingo of the kids. Yeah. You've always um, spoken like a grumpy old man. Yeah, I have. I'm aware. <laughs> so the ducks are flying home, and Phil wants them to go do another thing, and Wildwing has had enough, and no one else has opinions. <laughs> but Phil gets another call, and it's Wrath, and he tells him to, I don't know, bring down the Quinn duck. He gets amazing reception for 94. It's 96, to be fair, but oh, still. Okay. Still great reception, especially for being up in the air. And for the other guy calling from uh, a risk communicator from a different planet. No, he's on the planet. Right, but he the risk, oh, the communicator, risk communicator is right. from a different planet. The technology is compatible. Yeah. So Phil finds an axe and he starts... With the longest handle. <laughs> and he starts smashing shit. Uh, and, and the duck plane goes down. It does. Uh, as he, right before he's doing that, the others are uh, starting to suspect something is up. <laughs> It wasn't the glowing red eyes or the axe that he's swinging. The glowing red eyes actually give him away once they finally look at him. Yeah. Well, for some reason, this time his eyes, his eye glow didn't just fade immediately. Yeah. I guess he's doing something out of character. But the plane goes like almost like a 10 degree angle straight down. Uh, but it doesn't explode on impact. It kind of just skips to it, a stop. It just bounces and then just, yeah, skids across the the floor all in all a pretty good landing nobody even fell down inside <laughs> so uh duck orange is a really good pilot as it turns out this was enough to shake phil out of his his hypnotizing yeah i guess so and then wildwing uses his his gold face to find the chip that was in his pocket wait but you gotta he says something's been jamming our comms and then he looks with his mask and sees the little in his pocket and yeah. then he crushes it it has, it has nothing to do with the dragons spying on them, like we said in the beginning. Very consistent writing, writers of the Mighty Ducks episode 5, fill in the blank. They don't ever use their communications, so why were they being... Right? The only time someone was going to communicate was when Wild or Nosedive was going to call Wildwing. Or actually, Tanya was going to call uh, Wildwing and Nosedive said no. Right, like an idiot. So he's the only one actually jamming their <laughs> communications. True. I mean, they got risk communicators. You could do it at any time, Tanya. Yeesh. But she's she's the, the smartest dum-dum. But we do cut over to the mammoth rocket and the Nosedive and Tanya are just on ladders leading into the rocket. They got right through. No problem at all. And uh, the, the ducks call and they're like, we think there's some trouble afoot, and they get informed about the rocket. And then Phil, who uh, is all fired up because he got hypnotized, takes off his tie and ties it around his head like he's John Rambo. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna make shoes out of those two big lizards. Yeah, he's mad. He's gonna use. He's gonna put all his weight into a punch, and then he's gonna be effective for once. Yeah. So he's gonna break his hand punching a dragon in the mouth, <laughs> and then he'll be done. Fine with that. So the the ducks pile into their minivan which is apparently called the migrator which is perfect 
And uh, so they start driving towards the launch site. <clears throat> they had a long meeting about what to call each of those vehicles. <laughs> the ducks or the people riding the show? The people riding the show. It comes intuitively to the ducks <laughs> in universe. But Chameleon was taking a bath and he teleports over to Draganus. And Draganus is like, go do some stuff. Uh, he steals his rubber ducky. It's it's a weird scene to splice in there. The other ducks pull up and the guys working at the, the launch place are like, don't come in. This is private property. Yeah. We're doing a spaceship here. There's four people working here. You, we can surely overpower you. So Chameleon turns into a military guy, a random one who walks into the launch place and just makes the men working there move. And he takes control of the giant cannon that shoots lasers that every uh, rocket launch base has, I guess. He tells that he announces that his name is General George S. Chameleon. And the ducks are like, if I didn't know better, I'd say that's Chameleon. They're right. I guess. Because uh, he starts shooting at them. He, he doesn't hit... They were literal sitting ducks, and he misses. But Phil was able to infiltrate the base and make it all the way to operations headquarters. Uh, where he kicks the door off the hinges. Yeah, he put all his weight into it. I guess so. And then he just picks up Chameleon and holds him his hands behind his back instead of just breaking his neck or his limbs. Right? Take your thumbs and gouge his eyes out. He looks frail. Very frail. Just grab him by the tail and just whip him around like Hulk did to Loki. But Chameleon doesn't fight back. He just kind of eventually breaks free of Phil's hold and teleports away. And then Phil's like, oh, hey, I did something useful when the ducks pop back in and then he faints. Like useful people do. Yeah. So. And And then Wildwing yells, cancel the launch! And the guy just picks up a, a walkie-talkie. He's like, yeah, cancel the launch. They're down to four in the countdown, which is... <laughs> You're saying that's too late? I feel like that's too late. Because, for one thing, nobody picked up on the other end. <laughs> well, no one else seems to be here. <laughs> I guess that's fair. So the rocket launches, obviously. Uh, Well, and they they showed Jorganis launching it from his house. Hmm. Uh, and it was nice of him to wait till the countdown finished, I guess, to launch it. Didn't want to arise suspicions. I guess Up not. until the point where he steals the rocket and makes it land somewhere else. Also, it's now daylight outside, by the way. <laughs> Been fighting for a long time. So, uh, Tanya and Nosedive were both on the rocket. So, Wildwing, wanting to go rescue them, steals a plane that's there. It's some sort of experimental jet. Yeah, and the man who works there is like, but that's experimental. Can he fly that? No one's flown that. Luckily, ducks can fly anything. Yeah, and also, luckily, it was completed and good to go and fueled up and ready. And it didn't take that long to start up, like you'd assume. Um, So he, as Wildwing flies away, he also smashes into a fucking satellite dish. He says, I'm sorry. Yeah, but that I feel like that should have fucked up the plane a little more. That's the experiment. I guess. So we cut on to the rocket. Tanya's using her wrist gauntlet thing uh, to snip away the the controls that Draganis had installed. Which she does successfully, and then... But now no one is flying the rocket. Right. So it's just kind of flying out of control. Wildwing catches up. And then Nosedive convinces Tanya to trust him, which is dumb. And then he grabs her and forces her to free fall out of it. They jump out of it like Anakin does uh, 
in episode two of the Star Wars, you know, and then Obi Wan oh catches yeah, yeah, him yeah. or whatever in the Coruscant chase scene. Yeah, in the speeder so, chase. Uh, Wildwing pops the canopy on the the jet. I wondered why nobody else went with him, but it was because it would leave an empty back seat for him to save everyone. Right. Which he does. And Tanya's upset because she didn't want to fall to her death. And she didn't, but she could have. I mean, it would it was concerning for her. I, I understand. I'm, yeah, I get it. So, I, we don't know what happens to this experimental plane. I'm assuming they stole it because... Yeah, because he says we're going home. He's, like, yeah. they're flying straight home. Yeah, everybody else took the migrator home. I guess the the Quinduct did fall down. We need they a need new to, plane. To cannibalize that plane We can plane slam this parts. one into satellite dishes and it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> The the other one can't even take an axe on the inside. Right. They're they're back in in their technodrome, and Phil's going through his day planner, telling them that he still has a bunch of stuff for them to do. Cause Phil's gonna fill. Yeah. And Mallory pushes him to, into a closet and locks him in there to die. I guess. Yeah. Good for her. Seems to be a TV and a microwave in there, though, or a vacuum cleaner, and a TV or a microwave. Sorry, I said too many of the words that were in my brain. <laughs> Yeah, so oh, yeah. Wrath calls him again, and he says roast duck, and Phil says that doesn't work anymore, and Wrath says, I know, I'm ordering takeout, and Phil's just like, okay, we'll order me some mushu vegetables, and it's, what, what? You gotta end on a larf, Sky. What a weird joke to end on, though, because how is he gonna get that food? Why would they bring it to him? If they know where the... Uh, whatever it makes so, me, I don't like it. Where do you, where do you call to get roast duck for carryout or delivery? I don't know Chinese places. Do they have roast duck? I don't know. They might have duck, but I feel like roast duck is like a decadent like. It takes it, a long time to prepare a roast duck. Why? Well, because you gotta roast it. Roasts take a while. Yeah, but you can. Well, sure, but you can order like roast beef sandwiches. And you can order roast turkey sandwiches and guess all so. the like. That's just because you're making it's a just, whole roast and cutting it up for sandwiches so you're already prepared sure. also no one's ordering a roast beef sandwich but you sky they're delicious i know you love roast beef you go to arby's all the time that's not real roast beef <laughs> it's close enough don't they in the christmas story don't they go get a roast duck for christmas after the yeah. turkey gets eaten oh yeah i guess that is at a, a chinese place chinese place but yeah i just picture it as like that where it's like a, a whole duck yeah. like that they bring out just imagine someone bringing that to your house. Yeah, that that's what Grubhub is for. <laughs> Hashtag non-spawn. I don't know what... The, what? Hashtag non-spawn. They're not a sponsor. Oh. It's a thing that people say on podcasts when they say a thing I that's thought, a brand name. I thought that was the catchphrase of Grubhub oh. that I didn't know. <laughs> nope. What um, you were talking about. So, Jake, what was the most turtle-rific part? Oh, ah, man. I'm sorry, did I confuse... What was the most quacktastic part? Oh, I get it. When they played hockey. <laughs> uh, the most quacktastic part was when um, uh, Tanya was describing uh, Nosedive's condition. And she said, <laughs> well, he's all right if he enjoys being in a coma or whatever she said. Concussions. Con yeah, if he enjoys having concussions, he's cool. I enjoyed that joke. It was a good joke. It was pretty solid. Also, how many concussions can one have at a time? It's a really great question. I am not a doctor, Get Placky nor am I a duck, so I don't know. But they did let him go to sleep. It's something you are not supposed to do to somebody in a concussion. Did they let him go to sleep, or was he just knocked out? Can you have a concussion and be knocked out? 
probably. I don't know how you'd know, though. Yeah, I don't know either. Science ducks. Yeah, uh, she probably has a machine for that. Why wouldn't she? I don't know. There wasn't really anything that great here. Uh, we found out the name of the car is the Migrator. That was fun. That's pretty terrific. Uh, who's most likable or effective? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say probably Wrath. He, he did, did get some stuff done. He did stuff. He, and instead of just doing weird nebulous magic in the background of the episode like he usually <laughs> does. And the plan didn't fail because of him. Like, it just, they figured it out. Yeah. It, he, he didn't yeah. do anything dumb until the end when he called to invite Phil to get takeout with him. Which is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. What about you, Sky? Who did you think was effectively likable? Or whatever uh, you ask. I'll say it was Grin, because he... He did kill all those robots. Yeah. And... He punched that snow. <laughs> that he did. And was just overall not in the way, which is what I like in a character. <laughs> So you choose to live your life. That's right. Not in the way. That's kind of genuine. Yes, I do live my life that way. Yeah. So what did you do for a pop culture palate cleanse? Well, Robert, I... Let's see. What did I do? I don't know. That's why I asked. Well, as you know, I enjoy... I, <laughs> I enjoy do watching... every week. I'm going to You should be ready. <laughs> You'd think so. And I was earlier. <laughs> I was like, I got to remember the things. And then by the time we get after the... After we've watched this, whatever episode twice, everything has left my brain. <laughs> should do it first. Uh, we should, and then you can just add it at the end. As you know, I enjoy partaking in The Mandalorian every Friday. It's the best time of year, is, mm-hmm. Mandal- is Mandalorian uh, Fridays. That's been pretty fun. How many episodes are in the season? There are eight, eight, and we're in the third. The third one just happened. Okay. Uh, this third one ties uh, into everything, so... I'm not going to spoil actually what happens, but I do need to tell you, and shut this off if you want to go in completely unspoiled, but there is a Mon Calamari wearing a sweater. (laughs) Is it a turtleneck? No, it is... What's the point, It is a cable knit, straight from Old Navy (laughs) sweater. That's glorious. It's genuinely distracting because it's the best (laughs) part of the episode. People are really into what happens in the episode... And that's great, but there is a fish man wearing a sweater, and I'm all about it. It sounds pretty hot. Yeah, it's very hot. I think there might be some other background sweaters, too, but uh, that one, it's very good. Was it cold where they were? Yeah, like, it's, like it a, it's, like like a, a, it's like a seaport planet. Okay. So it's like, they're like fisherman sweaters. That's, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't think of an example of another Star Wars sweater, so. They weren't even wearing them in the holiday special, I don't think. Because they were Wookiees so. and they have built-in sweaters. The holiday special, the new one comes out uh, in the next couple weeks or so. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. I gotta keep it all straight. I think Animaniacs comes out next week. Oh, Who keeps telling me. That is what I totally forgot. That is what I've been really enjoying is Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Mm. Um, you know how I love Australians and how much I love Auntie Donna um from the internet and well now they're on our on our televisions here in america i didn't know you liked auntie donna specifically oh, uh maybe it's my wife that i talk about all the time because every time i bring them up she says who's that <laughs> and uh, i re-explain it and she thinks it's really funny to ask me who that is every time <laughs> uh they're a uh an australian uh sketch comedy group and they're incredibly absurd I don't. I have no idea how regu- like how funny regular people think they are, but I think they're really funny. But I could really see how normal people wouldn't find it as funny as I do. But uh, super suggested. There's six of them. They're like 20 minutes long. They're like super fast. 
And uh, if you don't like whatever they're doing, nothing they do lasts more than like a minute and a half. So it's constantly. That's a lot. Like just thinking about writing all of those tiny sketches if it's just like a minute long. Yeah. And they all flow one right into the next. That's so many sketches to do. It's very good. I love them. Check that out because I want there to be more of it. So I need all of you to go watch (laughs) it repeatedly. I haven't watched season or episode six yet because I'm trying to savor it. And it's really hard because all all I want to do is watch it. (laughs) I watched episode one and two over the course of two days and then uh, three, four and five in the same day. And so now I'm depriving myself of episode six. (laughs) So it's not over. (laughs) Nice. And also Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers, the comics came out, Mm -hmm. uh, which is hard to say when you're talking about both of them. Yep. Because those names are remarkably similar. Yeah. But they're not even... I mean, Go-Go was a pretty good distinction. But I like them. uh, And I like that um, basically it took what... Because the old comic Mighty Morphin Power Rangers had become the two storylines. And now they just split them in half. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so that's... It's it's basically the same comic as it was before. Yeah. Um, I really like the costumes of the Omega Rangers. Yeah. And it's the same writer. So it's good. It's, It's still good. Is it Higgins? No, it's uh, Perot. I think Higgins started Mighty Morphin, and then per- maybe it's Perot. I don't know. I feel like his name is Ryan something. It's not that important. It is, because he did a good job. And I think he writes both of them. And if you're reading comics, you should read the current Darth Vader comic by Charles Soule. That's been pretty fun. The first arc super references the prequel trilogy, and this new arc references the a lot of the uh, sequel trilogy because Ochi of Bastoon shows up. Remember Ochi of Bastoon's guy? If I said yes, would you believe me? They find his skull and his dagger. Oh! Yeah. Right. He comes very specifically sculpted. Yeah, he comes to... Good thing topographical features never change. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, wreckage is not topographical. Right, but the ridgeline of the uh, <laughs> yeah. planet was. You got you got about fifty years before that map is completely completely wrong. Yeah, whatever it worked. Because <laughs> it seemed like that was a pretty rough sea. It probably yeah. It seems like it, it was constantly raining and blowing there. Yeah, just saying. Uh, it probably didn't help that uh, a moon fell on that planet <laughs> too to mess up the tides. Is that right? Well, I mean, you know. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. The Death Star yeah. probably had enough mass to be considered yeah. a moon. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so, it, it, it fucked some shit up, yeah. probably. But whatever, we got there. They got there. They found the Wayfinder. That's good. They saw a ghost of Mad Ray. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that matters. Yep. What about you, Sky? What did you do uh, that you liked this week? <laughs> I find myself in a similar situation where I had a bunch of stuff and then can't remember any of it, but I did get a new Megazord. Oh, it's good. I took it apart and then put it back together. Yeah. Just, I did everything I wanted to do. Just to remember your skills and how to do that. Uh-huh. It, I mean, it, not that there's it many other ways, but it it goes exactly like the original one. Yeah. It feels. It, it's just teenier. Yeah. And it has elbows that work. I thought it also had knees that work, but it doesn't. No. I mean, they bend, but not the right way. You can, can can dance. Sure can. Can. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, I think I might get a set for my nephew because he likes dinosaurs. And he's four, and Christmas is coming up, so he'll probably like a Megazord, because that's an awesome toy, because it's five toys. Yes. It turns into one man. 
And if you want, instead of the Megazord face, you can have him be a T-Rex face. And that's pretty cool, too. Right? Or you can have him be a weird tank and then have the pterodactyl be a cape or something, whatever it's doing back there. Yeah, I think it just sticks on the yeah, mastodon feet. It does. And then it shoots things out of its eyes in the show. Um, and just remember uh, that there is a specific correct order for the legs. I believe it's uh, Triceratops' left leg. Did I do it wrong? No, you did. Oh, okay. You got it. I was like, I thought that was right. No, you are right. Whew. Thought I was losing it. <laughs> it just looks wrong if you put them the other way. Yeah, it's weird. I hate it. The Megazord's a really good design. How many Megazords are in this room right now? I can see two. Of the, yeah, just the two. Oh. There's only the one set of Power Rangers and then a rando Power Ranger. He's not really random, but he's he doesn't have a team as they have not put them out as a team, which is unfortunate because Time Force is the best. Everybody else is morphing RPM. No, Time Force. It's Time Force. Sky, no one else has watched Time Force but you and the people. Everyone has watched Time Force. I was going to say, and the other people who listen to this podcast. Because it's time for Time Force, Jake. I I did not know that. That's their morph call. It's time for Time Force. And I further forgot. I remembered some things and I further forgot them because I was yelling about Time Force. Uh, But I do. (laughs) I, I like that other people didn't get that far into Power Rangers because they got interested in girls and stuff. But I didn't get that far into Power Rangers because I got interested in Star Wars. <laughs> there was a time I could have named you every single Power Ranger like season, uh, theme, villain, and maybe most of the Rangers. I can't. There's just too many now. Oh, it's because you're a quitter. <laughs> you have one week and I will quiz you on it. Oh, yeah? Yep. You better get t- dusted up there on that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see what I can pull together. Yeah, and now i got to find a quiz or <laughs> figure out what ask, a question to ask. Well, there's like 25 seasons to pick from, Jake. Well, season 23. What's the red one's name? Uh, Troy? I'm going to have to believe you. I think that might be Megaforce. I think they're all called Troy. No, that's not Megaforce. That would be Super Samurai. Don't know what his name was michael possibly it was a regular dude's name who was descended from (laughs) japanese legends um but he was just a regular white guy which is not great but But power rangers is very carefully ethnically diverse (laughs) like the magic school bus yeah the sentai is generally speaking only people who live in japan as far as i know i don't know that to be true but it feels right um whereas the the power rangers of you know america uh are always very carefully ethnically diverse yeah like sometimes one of them comes through a time portal from africa yeah tanya yeah and aisha aisha decided that you know fuck the timeline (laughs) decided she's gonna stay in the past and send an 11 year old (laughs) girl from a non-industrialized nation into (laughs) regular 1996 i mean it worked whatever she was fine yeah but she aged up and then into a high school age that a high school boy started dating her and i'm very uncomfortable with that situation yeah i guess when you look at it that way yeah it's weird also she was probably really behind in all fuck her you classes. baseball sean uh no she did okay like everybody recognized how smart she was so she was fine which was unexpected but great weird. she and adam were pretty close which is nice 
Is this Turbo? Zio going into Turbo. Oh, okay. And then in the middle of Turbo, the actors had to become unionized, so Saban made them all quit, except for Justin, who was the little boy, and then uh, the Tommy, Cat, Adam, and Tanya got replaced with TJ, Cassie, Ashley, and Carlos. Now, when you say made them quit, do you mean fired them? <laughs> I forget. I think he, like, made them quit. Like when you're really mean to a coworker until they quit. Right, like they did with Billy. Right. <laughs> I mean, the cast was real cool to Billy. He's still friends with a lot of them. Uh, but the crew uh, was shitty. Yeah, that's what I've heard that. That's not... Yeah. That's your show's legacy, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone involved with Star Wars is notoriously cool. <laughs> Looking at Eugenia Carano. I don't know, what did she do? Oh, she's the worst. She's on Parlor now. I don't know so. what Parlor is. Oh, it's where all the right-wing people went. They made their own Twitter. Oh, cool. Um, they got rid so, of Gab? So, Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, Gab was the racist Twitter before. Oh, well, now it's Parlor. Cool. Uh, but Gina Carano um, is... Her and J.K. Rowling could be friends. So. Oh, great. Are they both TERFs? I don't... You, you know too many words. Trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Um, maybe. Bummer. Gina Carano's just not good. That sucks. But it's okay, we still have Pedro Pascal. Yeah. (laughs) He's great. Sure is. I I assume. I actually can't back that up, but I believe you. Oh, no, he's very good. He's very inclusive and a good person. And we have Carl Weathers still, I believe. (laughs) That's good. I don't think he's done anything bad. So far. And Mark Hamill's cool. Always. Yeah. Well, he said those bad things about Luke, Luke Skywalker for a minute there, but I think he got better. I don't know which things you're referring to. In the Last Jedi Discord discourse oh. he, he sided with the wrong side i think for a minute he's allowed to have his opinions he yep. still did the movie yeah but and, and he got paid a lot his opinion was wrong though <laughs> sure sky when someone doesn't agree with me they're wrong mm-hmm. leave the silence <laughs> i let your words echo through. maybe we should end it before i say something <laughs> stupid but i think that'll probably do it for this week thank you guys very much for joining us this show got weird. I really liked the first couple episodes, and it got strange. Yeah, I mean, it's just very 90s cartoon. Yeah, I'd like Phil to go away forever. Um, yeah, you don't have to have the, like, wacky, weird... Yeah, I, I'm watching a show about ducks. I don't want to talk about a person. I don't wanna, Fuck that guy. I don't want one of the characters to be just a weird man who exploits people. Right. It's weird. Show me the ducks shoot stuff, please. I would like that very much. Same deal where people are like, but Casey Jones and the Ninja Turtles, who gives a shit? The humans are the least interesting thing about them. They're turtles who are ninjas and also mutant ninja or mutants. I'd like to go on the record and say I'm okay with Casey Jones. Yeah, he's fine. It's just I don't understand why everybody gets so hard about him. Wait, I I don't know. Yeah, he's just a guy with a baseball bat. He's got an attitude, Sky. Sometimes. (laughs) Not the Stephen Amell one. Is that the one you look to? When you think of Casey Jones? No, but it is a very good example of bad Casey Jones. It, I I think that's a bad, ex- a good example of bad everything, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that a good example of just bad turtles? How it could be done wrong? It is a terrible movie. Yeah, so there you go. You know what turtles movie we should all watch is TMNT. That one's very good. It is, because they get to move like ninjas, and yeah. everything's CG, so they don't look out of place. Right. And they fight in the rain. It's got Chris Evans as Casey Jones in the first Casey Jones, who I'm like, hey, I'm glad he's around. And Kevin Smith owns a diner. (laughs) He does. 
and Sarah Michelle Gellar's there as April. Let's not forget Patrick Stewart's around. He is, as Mr. Winters. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is. I'm agreeing with you. Good! Excellent! I was the one who brought it up! <laughs> and Michelangelo has his own business where he does children's parties. Oh, yeah. Because they're... Calabunga Carl. Their lives are in shambles at the beginning of that. <laughs> not really. I mean, they're just separated, and Raphael's doing the whole midnight vigilante thing. Yeah, it's shambles when it's when they're not together. They are teams, guy. Yeah, I know. That's what the whole movie's about, and it's got Mako as Master Splinter. Right. Who's you, the best Master You'd hate Splinter. for three of them to be dead, and one of them to just be surviving in the future on yeah, his own. Yeah, goddamn, is that just the, <laughs> a retread of a story you've heard a million times? Oh, everything's terrible. Oh, it's Michelangelo after all? Who could have thought with all the orange text boxes? I got angry text from Sky earlier in the week, so I knew this would get him going. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the last Ronin. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but it's ready it's to go. It's fine at best. <laughs> um, you can follow us at <laughs> Pop Culture with no E at the end. Email the show at popculturefailuregmail.com. Follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And as always, defund the police. Black Lives Matter. And stay frosty. I said it weird. Yeah, you did. I'm not sure why I said it like <laughs> also, that. Also, I love that you make me say stay frosty after you say all those serious things. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm the serious one and you're the party dude. And I'm the one who loves frost. <laughs> I love frosting. No, your stance is to be cool. Oh, yeah. Is that what stay frosty means? Yes. What else could it mean, Jake? I don't know. Were you imagining, like, cake frosting? I was imagining cold. <laughs> yeah, that's what cool is. Yeah, it makes sense now. You were, Jesus. You meant, like, cool, like, with is sunglasses. Is this real? <laughs> Just end it all the time. Fight. Let's hear it for the manager. Time to rock and roll.